This call is being recorded. All right. We're back. Big house banter on the bye week, well-deserved for the boys in blue. Uh, going number one into this week because we were 8-0. Everybody else was either 7-0 or worse. So had to have a nice, relaxing look at what the rest of the league could really offer. And, uh, well, we're back. So we're going to get a little recap of what happened and, you know, kind of try to break down what's been going on in the league and what we're looking into for the next week. So what's going on, my man? Not a whole lot. Um, coming from the Michigan side, you know, I didn't, I didn't see too, too much competition out there. Um, I think, I think Georgia is the team that impressed me the most during our bye week. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm still all in on blue. I think, I think Michigan absolutely looks like the most complete team right now. Um, Michigan really had, or sorry, Georgia really had, um, the most convincing win I think of the weekend, but I'm still not convinced that they're better than Michigan. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, letting up that many points is going to be an issue for any team uh, going against Blue because it's not about – it's really not even about how many points you can score. Our defense is dirty. You're put, you're letting 20 points happen against the Florida Gators. I'm sorry, man. Like, there's no way – if you let 20 points up against us, like you were saying last week, we've let what? I think at most 10 points on the board. Every Ten points we let up against Minnesota. Yeah, that's 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 the most points we've allowed, and I think that's only one of two games that we've allowed multiple scores. And the other that's game the was against Bowling Green when they scored two field goals. Like, so let's just get this out of the way really quick because going around the league, classic blue hate, you know, um, allegations. Just allegations after allegations coming around Jim Harbaugh and sign stealing. What are we thinking? Well, I think I think you put it nail on the head. Classic blue hate, and with Jim Harbaugh, I I honestly believe that you know the powers that be don't want Jim Harbaugh in college football anymore, and maybe that means nope. the NFL wants him. Maybe that means the NFL wants him, and so they're. They're, you know, stirring up the scandals here, but, but I, th- I think it is classic blue hate looking for something to to knock Michigan football. We're doing too well. Two seasons in a row, we're in the college football playoff. This season's looking like we're obviously going to be there for a third season in a row, and we legitimately look like we are national championship contenders. Look like we can knock Georgia off the pedestal right now, and I, th- I think that's that's kind of the behind the scenes what's going on right now is that they, they don't want Michigan to win. We've seen it all our lives. we talked about that before. We've seen it all our yep. lives. Nobody yep. wants Michigan to win. They don't want them to be successful. And, and with these sign stealing allegations, like I, I, I just can't even see where they're coming from. I, I, and I, you know, honestly, man, we can only go back 31 years. That's, that's all we can actually yeah. do. But both of our fathers have told us how they've never liked Michigan on national TV specifically. But in general, no one's, they've always been against Michigan football. 
it's, and it's not even ingrained in the way that they produce this content of college football to be against Michigan. They need it. And and this is this is just classic. It's 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 just another thing. What's the next thing you're gonna pull out of the freaking hat to say that we don't deserve to go to the national championship? What what do you, what do you want now? What do you want now? What what are you gonna do? What what is the next excuse that you're gonna give me that Michigan doesn't deserve this? We already proved that we don't even need Harbaugh at the helm. You know, honestly, I'm not gonna say I I would I, I don't want him to get kicked out. But we've already seen it. We've already seen what this team does without Harbaugh at the helm. He took an own, he took his own penalty of three week, of three games. That was not instilled by any um, surveilling. Uh, there was there was no higher authority putting that on them. That was Michigan saying to Harbaugh, "Take three games off." And guess what we did? That's right. Business as usual. Business as usual. Sharone. Young boy Harbaugh coming in. Like, it. there's a culture of winning here. You can't screw with that. You can't. You've brought this up so many times on our podcast. Is There is a culture here that you can't fuck with. It is literally ingrained from the top down. We are here to win a national championship. We are here to get you to the league. I want to be here for 30 years like Bo. And I'm sorry, yep. man. I, don't, I just don't think Harbaugh would risk that with the talent he has and how stacked his team is right now with these allegations. I, 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 it, is, it is laughable to me. It is actually laughable to me that these are really coming down right now. And, you know, honestly, that's almost just about all I have to say about that. Yeah, I agree, and I think I think that's totally true. You know, it took took his own medicine. You know, took the three game suspension for you know COVID violations, recruiting violations. I mean, give me a break. Nobody else was recruiting during COVID. Nobody else had any phone calls with kids. Nobody else was trying to get kids during the time when football was non-existent. Absolutely nobody else did anything that was against the rules. Only Jim Harbaugh did. And then, yep. you know, he takes his own three-game suspension. And then immediately after, oh, all of a sudden there's rumblings about, oh, Michigan broke this other rule. And, and it's right. not just a rule. It's not just a rule that they kind of, you know, bent a little bit. Oh, they totally broke it. They were filming other teams on the sidelines trying to steal their steal their signals. Give me a break. This is it it's scratching it's it's scratching to look for something and they have to find something to knock right. Michigan down, to not give them yep. the props that they deserve. The 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 accolades that they have earned, not earned. just this season. I mean this season they've been lights out. They've been lights out this season. Again only allowing two teams to score multiple times, allowing 10 points maximum per game, allowing, what is it, five or six points a game on average, maybe even less than that with the blowout victory against Michigan State. It is, they're, they are just searching for something to say, no, Michigan doesn't deserve it, and Harbaugh doesn't deserve it, because for whatever reason, the NCAA does not like Jim Harbaugh. And and honestly, if this was four years ago, 
maybe I could understand that because of his sideline antics and, you know, being really aggressive against the referees and maybe even the media too being a little hostile. But, but after, what was it, three, four years ago, like when he, he re-upped his contract and he took a little bit of a pay cut, he really, I truly believe, did some soul-searching and said, no, I'm a Michigan man. I know I'm a Michigan man, and I want to be here for the right reasons, and I want to run this program in the correct way. And yeah. that has totally come through, and I've been saying it for weeks. You can see it in the culture that is at Michigan right now and just how the entire team is playing for everybody else and the rest, the NCAA cannot stand it. They can't believe that Jim Harbaugh is doing what he's doing right now. Jim Harbaugh did not come to Michigan to stay here for 10 years, for 20 years. That dude's young. When when the fuck, when did Bo even die? I feel like he, di- he died on the field. Like, this kid was born and bred under Bo. What do you think he's doing? Yeah. You think he's going to give up an allegation like this to, like, besmirch everything he's done all the years that he had to look at Michigan State beating him, Ohio State beating him, losing a fucking TCU. Like, dude, if anyone in their right mind thinks that he would actually risk everything that he's gone through for the last eight to nine years at Michigan for this one stupid fucking allegation, I, 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 it is literally laughable to me. It is absolutely laughable, and I just it's total it's total disrespect for what Michigan has been doing this whole season. They're trying to put this on something that was illegal, and that's why we're here. And that is just I, classic from your dad, my dad, even my grandpa, probably your grandpa too. They all said that to me, man. No one likes Michigan. You can't have Michigan win. We're the Harvard of the Midwest, so we're hard workers and we're smarter than most people. That's exactly why they hate us. You know why? Because they ain't us. <laughs> but for real, like honestly, like, it's actually, it's actually real though. It's like it's like a joke, but it's not. Because like legitimately, so many people around the country have nothing else going on. They need to make sure that we're never good. And it's like, you know what, dude, honestly, at this point, this season, we've been waiting, and this is the season. Keep throwing those allegations. Keep keep them coming. What else is going to happen? The thing is, the people on the freaking field are not going to keep, are not going to stop doing what they've been doing all season. And if that continues to happen, natty. And I'm done being a humble boy. It's confidence, not cocky. Like, Everything that we've been doing is absolutely drawn up. It has been what we wanted to see, how we wanted to do it. Was there a few interceptions early on in the season? Yes. Honestly, besides that, I, I really can't even say anything against us. And I'm not, again, these are allegations, and I think they're bullshit. And I, I'm not really going to pay much more time to them on this episode. So whatever. But beyond that, our team is so stacked. It's so deep. 
and they got that, that culture that you're talking about right now. I'm not saying that we don't need Coach Harbaugh, but that's what Coach Harbaugh has instilled in this team. So even without Coach Harbaugh at the helm, we've already seen it. We've already seen that we win. Yep. It's good. So we're moving on. We're marching on. I am. I'm so done with this. This is classic. Ever since I, ever since we've both been born, bullshit about Michigan just doing stuff, dude. I I told you. Just the last thing. Last thing I would want to say about that yeah, topic. Yeah, let's before wrap this we up. On. I really don't want to talk about this. Yeah, no. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that I want to say, but it's like it it doesn't even deserve the time. But the right. last thing, uh, proof being in the pudding here, is, you know, the the allegations really started to ramp up before the Michigan State game and the week leading up to the Michigan State game. And so Classic. you're going to tell me that Michigan State didn't hear about this in the news. They didn't see any any reporting on this. And then they didn't go ahead and change their sign saying, oh, you know, Michigan knows everything we're going to run. They know, they know everything we're going to call just on the sidelines by looking at us. And what did we do? 49 nothing. First Don't tell out. me that the only reason that we're winning is because we know what play the other team's going to run. Michigan State had a week to change their entire program, and it was forty-nine nothing. You know, nothing. We're not winning because we're stealing signs. Exactly. That's it. And I think that's what we're going to end on because I'm very much done with us. But we'll carry on the Michigan hate with the CF motherfucking P rankings this week i i i okay not just as a michigan fan am i upset if i was a georgia fan i'd be livid absolutely livid we talked about this last week the only reason why i accept that georgia is over michigan right now is number one in the ap top 25 poll is because they went back to back national championships and hey, tip to the hat, tip the hat, touche. You know what I'm saying? Like for sure, I get it. I get how college football works. You you've been backing up two national championships, two natties. Yeah, you're you really got to lose to lose that number one. But for Ohio State to jump, not only Michigan, but then Georgia, I <laughs> like God, dude. I want to punch a yeah, wall. Yeah, I'm kind of at a loss for words also on that topic. I, I don't quite get it. You know, Mich- uh, Ohio State came out uh, preseason polls as number three. And what did they do the first two weeks, maybe even three weeks? They they got wins, and they dropped down the rankings. I think they were as low as number six. They weren't looking good. They were not looking good. And then they they beat Notre Dame, and everybody's oh. Ohio State. Uh, oh, they're oh, Notre Dame. Yeah, like what? Seventeen to fourteen versus Notre Dame. Get out of here. Notre Dame is trash. We all Notre know Dame Notre is Dame trash. is trash. They are not that. I mean, okay, they're not trash when we're talking legitimately speaking here. They're not trash, but no, they're not a legitimate contender. And don't tell me that Ohio State winning seventeen to fourteen, you know, on a last second touchdown. That is. Oh, that seals the deal, and Ohio State is that good. No, no offense during that game was played whatsoever. That was defense only, and I still don't think the defense is that great because neither of them have that great of an offense. And then, again, Ohio State, what did they do against Penn State? 20-12? to 12? But Again, 
there's no offense being played there. Their defense may be pretty good, but Penn State did not do anything offensively. Their quarterback well, actually, did not actually, go I'm, 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 I'm going to say one thing. Penn State did run up the middle on them like terrorists, bro. Like, dude, they blew that fucking wall up. It was nuts. I couldn't believe it. Like, well, and I, would, I, I was, I would say, I was, I was, I was looking at the highlights. I'm like, bro, if they let us run up the middle, like they let Penn State run up the middle, bro, they are so fucked. <laughs> like, and I would say the exact same thing with the Notre Dame game as well. Notre Dame, what could Notre Dame do? All day against Ohio State, they ran up the middle against Ohio State. I forget I, what, what's that dude, their running back's name. They had like three or four running backs that were doing pretty well, but they're no, but but again, yeah, Notre Dame. It's like all they did was run the ball and then they ran it down the field and then just couldn't score. Like, but but their defense. Yeah, exactly. I think it, I think it was good. lack of execution on Penn State's part. Not so much Ohio State's defense is what I was trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Like Exactly. Exactly. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not even going to say it was a defensive game. I think, like you're saying, none of their offenses could really actually execute the way that they wanted to and on both sides. And then, and then, okay, I'm looking at the Notre Dame right now. Schedule. Bro, you, all, okay, you gave 17 points up against Central Michigan at home. How do you do that? That's a D2 school, bro. You played them one, two, three, four games into the season. That's dumb. Right before Ohio State, they played Central Michigan. Absolutely insane. And then they almost lost to Duke, 21-14. And then they lost to Louisville. Like, how are you going to use this 12th-ranked team? I I think they were ranked like 7th when they were playing them, though. Dude, that means nothing. Notre Dame is always ranked right around top 10 out of the gate just because of how much money their goddamn alumni put into this fucking league. That's, that's, that's the only reason why Notre Dame is actually ranked that high. They play no one the entire league, and then you're going to give Ohio State a number one CFP ranking right now for that game and Penn State. Because if you want to tell me that Michigan has a weak schedule, those are the only two games that actually stand out against Michigan schedule with Ohio State. Notre Dame is bullshit, and Penn State, I'm not saying they're bullshit, but, again, I don't think either of those teams, Ohio State or Penn State, can actually steal the deal. I, I, I'm not impressed by any of them. So this college football ranking coming out this week, I, again, I'd be more upset if I was a Georgia fan. I, I, I'd be livid. Well, I I think, you know, going back to the Notre Dame and being overrated, I think the same thing along with Texas. In Texas, they do that yeah. consistently. They yeah. overrank them because they want yeah. Texas to be good. And, they want them you know, Texas may be pretty solid this year, and they played, um, they played a tough game against Oklahoma. I thought that was a really good game, 34-30. They lost yeah. to Oklahoma, yeah. but that was a good game. But then... Oklahoma goes out and loses to Kansas. Get right. your fucking break. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, Oklahoma's not as good as everybody thought they were. And they beat Texas. Oklahoma's it's, never it's the same story. Oklahoma's never yeah. said that anybody thinks they are. <laughs> it's the same story with all Everybody in Oklahoma thinks Oklahoma's a national championship winner, and they are just not, dude. They're not good. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah it's the same ahead, story ahead. with it. It's the same story with all these schools. Is is they want them to be good, and so they talk right. about them like they are good, and they put them up on the rankings like they are good, and then they go out and shit the bed against somebody. Like are, this, that's that's unbelievable. And I feel like that's yeah. the same thing with Ohio State. They want Ohio State to be good, and not that Ohio State's not a good program. Obviously, no. they are, but they yeah. they talk about. Ohio State, oh, they have, you know, the best the best wins out there. But who have they won against? They beat Notre Dame, who shit. Okay, again, they're not shit, but, you know, they're not oh, as good they, as everybody wants them to be. And they beat Penn State, who, again, is not as good as everybody wants them to be. Penn State, I'm sorry, you're just not that good. You, nope. you they, they haven't but I played. Will say, they, I will, was, I will that, say. Yeah, go but, ahead. Okay. I will say, at this point, I'm actually more worried about Penn State away than Ohio State at home. Just for the simple and, fact yeah. that, like, Penn State's atmosphere at – dude, I get this fucking name confused all the time. College Station, State something. I don't know what the fuck their city's called. But, like, it is literally – I don't understand how they white out like that all the time. I'll give them props. That's very impressive. I, I, I'm giving them straight up props, and I don't like doing that ever. But, like, to be honest, in terms of atmosphere, Penn State is, like, one of the craziest places to play. And they only lost to Ohio State by eight points. So I'm a lot more worried about Penn State than a fucking Ohio State team that almost lost to Wisconsin going 10-10 into the third quarter. Like, how are you yeah. number one? How are you number one after that? Yeah. That, does, that that makes no sense. At least Georgia put Florida the fuck away by the third quarter. Yeah, Florida yeah. scored some more points in the fourth quarter. But, dude, dude, you almost lost to fucking Wisconsin. There's no way you're going to come close to us in Ann Arbor if you can't play away. And that's the only thing. We're at home against Ohio State. We're away against Penn State. And that's the only thing that I got in my mind right now is the fact of the matter is, is that both Penn State and Ohio State are very much so lower than they've ever been. Okay, Ohio State's been a lot less um, intimidating than they've been probably in the last, besides last year, 10 years. And Penn State, honestly, they've really never bothered me until about, like, three or four years ago. Uh, ever since uh, – whenever Saquon Barkley was there, they started kind yeah. of bothering him, you know. But besides that, who the fuck cares about Penn State? Everybody in Penn State – everybody who's a Penn State fan, just like Oklahoma, thinks they're good. But they've really never been that good. Like, Joe Paterno is a child toucher and, like, okay – allegations right but you know he <laughs> he honestly it's just like the fact that he was old and was on the silence for that long is like why people loved him like he didn't really do anything at Penn State they they didn't win a national championship like I, I, I'm glad you have an old coach and you feel like there's a really long history there because there is because he's just been there so long but like besides that Besides the actual time that he's been there, there's really no history. Like, and, never... and I think, 
I think that's exactly it is, you know, Joe Paterno, he was a solid coach for a lot of years, and that was exactly it. Is he was there for 30-plus years, maybe even 40. I don't even remember at this point because it was kind of a long time ago when he, he retired. But, yeah, he was there forever. And so everybody just wanted Penn State to be good. And they were they were a solid team, but they were never national championship contenders for all those years. And so they got kind of preseason, yeah. preseason hype. And, and I'm a little bit less worried than you are about Penn State away because Penn State, it's a noon game. We all know that Penn State, right. and I believe, I, I'm actually, I'm not 100% positive, but I think it I is. Yeah, I think it's, I think it is College Station, like you said, which is awkward because isn't Texas A&M also College Station? And you know, I, um, I get the shit always mixed up because it's like, no, it's State College is Penn State, I think. And then College Station is uh, A&M. Maybe something, but that's besides the point. It's all very confusing. Nobody really cares. But, again, (laughs) we know Penn Penn State is a tough place to play at night when it's a whiteout, especially when it's snowing. And that's when Michigan plays them. They, They play them at the end of the season in November in College Station, if that's no, the place that it actually it's is. Not, I, I and it's a whiteout. Okay. And it's a whiteout yeah. in the snow. Yeah. But it's yeah. not going to be a whiteout in the snow. Maybe no. it will snow, but it's going to be at Maybe noon. It will. And it's a totally different atmosphere at noon. Yes, it is. I like that you brought that up. I didn't even think about that because I always think about that game at night. It's always yeah. at night. It's always at night. This is a noon game. Dude, all their powers yeah. have been relinquished. Yeah, it really is. Like even even just watching the game on TV, it just looks like a different place. It looks way yeah. less intimidating just watching it on TV when yep. it's natural light outside. When it's yep. when it's seven o'clock, yeah, it really is. It's it's a whiteout and it's intimidating because those bright lights yeah. are shining bright on that white, and it's yep. just different during the day. It's not yeah. it's not the same atmosphere. It, obviously, no. it's the same fans, but it is it's different. It's not as bad. No, it's not. I, I'm really glad you brought up the time of the game because I got to tell you, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking is it's those uh, those LED lights just shining on that white and just producing this blue light throughout the whole stadium. And people are just – and I was talking to my brother about this. I was like, dude, I don't understand how you don't see any other team's color in that whiteout. Like, there's obviously other fans at that game. They're not wearing white because they know they do their white out. So, like, yeah. it is wild to me that you usually don't see any other – you don't see it. You, I, I have literally – it almost always looks like a pure white out on the whole thing. And you see, like, a red shirt here or there. Or, like, a, you know what I'm saying? And my yeah. brother's like, yeah, I mean, like uh, – even if Michigan did wear blue, uh, Penn State still has blue in their colors. So it kind of almost like looks like they're fans. You know what I'm saying? So, but I well, remember it has a lot to do with the night, the nighttime. Because, yeah. Do you remember? Um, I don't know if it was last season or two seasons ago when. Well, it wouldn't have been last season if we're if we're at Penn State again. But two seasons ago, then when we were at Penn State and Michigan wanted to wear all yellow, 
And Penn State said, no, sir, you're not allowed to wear all yellow. Oh, because we're, we won't be able to, uh, to distinguish numbers from uh, the broadcast booth or whatever their excuse was. Yeah, they weren't allowed to go a straight yellow when Penn State has, you know, obviously they're white out. And it's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? That's your excuse? Give me a fucking break. Also, how about fuck you all where I want? You want to play or not? Are you kidding me? When did this become about pageantry? <laughs> when did this become about pageantry? Get the fuck out of here. I'll wear what the fuck I want. I'll show up and I'll kick your ass. Like, oh, my God. And honestly, that might have been, been the first time when Michigan – started wearing like um like the yellow um what do you want to call them yellow sleeves and yellow socks and that was kind of the reason is because they wanted to wear yellow jerseys yellow pants and Penn State said no and I've honestly been liking that a lot I like those Michigan uniforms when I'm not a huge fan of the blue jersey with the blue pants I really do like the classic Michigan look of blue jerseys, yellow pants. But yeah, I love that. When, good. when they throw in blue jerseys, blue pants, yellow sleeves, yellow socks, I think that's also a really good look. I'm a, I'm a traditional Michigan look fan because I think they have the best uniforms in the game. And Penn in State, honestly, Penn State's, Penn State's probably top three as well. I like Penn State's uniforms a lot. But no, I know. when yeah. Michigan, yeah. When Michigan wears the, the blues with the yellows, that looks so good. Bro, I got to tell you, our helmets in general are making people, like, switch their helmets up, bro. Like, like uh, our helmets, this is what I love about bye week. This is what I love about bye week. We could talk about shit that's just Michigan football culture. Oh, yeah, get bro, into it. Our, our helmets are legitimately the dopest thing in football. I'm talking, I'm talking grade school to NFL. Everybody wants those helmets, bro. Like, dude, there's no other, there's no other helmet that's more immediately recognizable with the game of football than Michigan's helmet. And I'll put that in stone right now. There's, there's nothing. And I, I looked this up one time. The, uh, the reason why we have the uh, kind of like the Wolverine, kind of like the, you know, the pinstripe going on is that they just painted the leather straps that were um, connecting um, the, the helmet together. So when they were, when they were playing in leather, that would be like the scenes. So, so they just painted the scenes and that, that's how that helmet came about. Yeah, it was so their their quarterback could recognize them when their receivers were running on the field because exactly that everybody was wearing the same you know brown leather helmets and they painted yep. the stripes on them, they painted the wings on them so they could recognize who their who their teammates were. That's exactly right. Yeah. And dude, I gotta tell you, if that's not just like born and bred in football, I don't understand. And I'm you know, <laughs> oh, that's why they hate us. That's why they well, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, the helmet stickers? Because for a long time we yeah. didn't have helmet stickers uh, all all throughout our our childhood. You know, going back 31 years, I don't think we had helmet stickers until Not a few a years ago. Jim Harbaugh brought brought them back, and it's like well, you know, again, being a Michigan 
traditionalist, I do like the helmet stickers. I think they look good, That's, and I appreciate so, them. So I thought at first that was not traditional to put the stickers on it, but we did have stickers like a long ass time ago. Jim Harbaugh so, wore stickers. He had stickers. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is that so? I I've been alive 31 years. You've been alive 31 years. Half birthday brothers, real shit. But I didn't realize until I was like I don't know 12 or 13 that like we had had them at one point, and I think Lloyd Carr got rid of them. Um, but. Mm. I, I don't know for sure. Don't 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 you know? Don't call me on that. I I, I just remember that that's that's when I was that's when I was watching them and then we didn't have them. And I I remember asking my dad like, why don't we have these stickers? Because I I I liked them. I always liked them. I always liked them. I thought it was good. Like if you made a good fucking play, you should get a fucking sticker. But if you didn't make a good play, you don't get a sticker. Like yeah, it's all about winning. Like games are all about winning. Right? Am I correct? I am. I know that. Rhetorical. Take a lap. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> in general, like, I like that, but I didn't like it because Ohio State had the stickers, and then we didn't. So I liked that we didn't have them, but they did. Because, like, bitch, we don't need those stickers. It's for the team. But That's kind of how I always was, though, is, like, looking at Ohio State helmets, and I, I always stupid thought... Stupid fucking Buckeye fucking leaves. Well, yeah, I I always thought they kind of looked badass on the Ohio State helmets, though. I know, because hundred no, percent. They look silver badass. helmet like, and having some silver stickers on there. It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly that. It's like show up, show that you made a good play, show that you did something right, show that you played in the game. Get yourself a helmet sticker. Looks good on you. Like I was, yeah. I always noticed that playing Ohio State. It's like, yeah, that's something that we don't have here. And I always wondered why we didn't. Right. And I don't know exactly the reason why, but it's 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 mainly like in general, dude, I'd love to say that kids let's not forget that a lot of these kids are like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old. You know what I'm saying? Like at yeah. some level yeah. they need a little bit of a pat in the back, you know? Yeah. I I'd love to say that they're just mindless robots that are out there just to win all day, but they're not. Right, emotions come into the game when you when you walk into a field where you know teammates on your own team don't have the stickers that you have. You understand your seniority position. You understand why you're starting. You understand that you continually make these plays and you're stacking up stickers. So I get it. I I I do like it. I'm I'm not against it. It's just that I really wish that we didn't have to do it. But I think in the like today's like kind of like society in general, like you know these are kids. These are these are these are kids. They're trying to they're trying to they're trying to do the best in their life. You know, they're trying to they're trying to show out a little bit. They're, they're you know they're trying to have that you know big dick swinging kind of energy a little bit. You know, and I get it. You're trying to you're trying to take over the league. You got to get some accolades from your homies. So it's like. If your if your coaches show that um, kind of check mark to you in front of the team, I think that does help everyone kind of understand what it takes to be that starter, to be that guy who's going to be there, 
you know, 50-plus percent of the plays on the field. And I'm thinking about running back right now mostly. But, you know, in general, I, I do think it helps. I, I did like that we didn't have them for so long. So we are like one of the only teams forever who was actually like a top contender to do that for a long-ass time. Like almost every other single team in college football does it. I don't think Georgia does it, but. Um, well, yeah, I would. I, I don't quite know about that because I'm just thinking right now exactly Georgia doesn't do them. I don't think Alabama does them. I think I Alabama think does it. Does I think Alabama does it. I'm no, sure I don't think they do. I don't think. I don't think Texas does them. I don't think Oklahoma does them. But, but again, to that point, though, exactly. You know, kids like flashy stuff, and everybody knows that. So, Oregon, like, why on earth is Oregon, you know, I don't know about a powerhouse, but they're a consistently good program. And I actually, I don't think they do helmet stickers either. Because, but they have new uniforms every single game they don't yeah. ever wear the same uniform combination yep. ever that is a yep. selling point to go to oregon and what yep. did michigan do however many years ago five six years ago jordan. they were the first exactly jordan. they were the first brand and they were the only ones to wear those jordan uniforms for that jordan. first year and now everybody's got them and that was a cool fucking thing. Like, dude, this is sweet. And, and honestly, I thought it was sweet, too. It's like, dude, you got a Jumpman logo on your football uniform? That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And then same thing with UNC. Why the fuck is UNC a pretty good football team nowadays? Well, right. because exactly that, the Jordan brand. Because right. they get fucking, they get the fucking Jordan swag, just like, Oregon yep. gets the Nike swag. Yeah, like that—that's a selling point, dude. That's that's MJ's fucking home. Like, like honestly, you're right, dude. Bringing up UNC right now is a curveball, and I love it because to be real, I I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I think this is the best we've ever seen UNC football. Yeah. In my life, to be honest, I I don't I. Do, that was kind of wild that they didn't get the Jordan brand before we did. I know, I know. Who the fuck would have thought that? But exactly, why is UNC why is UNC a relevant football team to be talking about right now? That's exactly it because of the swag. And and you know, you and I do not like that, like the outside kind of like bullshit. But at some level, you have to understand these kids again, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen looking to, like, go to college, and they're fucking studs. What do they want? Dude, they want to party. They want to be sick. They want to fucking live the goddamn life, man. They want to get to the league, you know? And I agree with them. If you put that work in to get to the point where you're getting recruited by top D1 fucking schools, you should get that. I, I, I have no problem with that. But top it all off, you're playing for jump, man. Like, yeah, of course that's going to help. It's, it's definitely going to help the whole recruiting process. And you know what? That's the same thing with the helmets. Because I think the helmets, it does, it, it establishes an order on the team. Yeah. UNC, I mean, UNC, they get their football players, I don't know how many pairs a season, but they definitely get exclusive Jordans. 
and it's like, you know, Jordan shoes are all the rage, and they get exclusives that nobody else in the world gets. Like, that's a selling point to go play on their football team. And it, yeah. it whether you like it or not, it absolutely is, and it plays a factor. And I love it, to be honest. I I love Jordan Brand. I love Michael Jordan. I, I thought he was a uh, – I, I heard about this one dude, Michael Jordan, who, like, was investing in private prison systems for a while, and I thought that was Michael Jordan. I guess it's like some white, like some white dude from like I don't know the West Coast that did it, and he has he has like the same name as Michael Jordan. I'm like, bro, how is Michael Jordan investing in privatized prison systems? And I I got all fucked up for a second, like for a few years, but that was totally not true. <laughs> no, for real, dude. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. <laughs> I was so like against him for like two years. I was like, dude, can't believe it. And then I found out it was just some dude that has like the exact same name, but he's like just some not athlete. Anyway, anyway. Um I, I okay, going back to the head stickers though, like honestly, I like it. I, I think it does um seniority. Seniority is important in any type of squad. You know what I'm saying? We're talking war, we're talking football. I'd like to compare them all the time, but you got to know where your rank is, you know, and you got to know what it takes to get to that starting level. And if you could see it more literally on your helmet and your teammates helmet, like, why am I not there? Oh, I know why I don't have that sticker. I don't have that sticker. I don't have that sticker. I haven't done that, that, and this. I, I, it's, I didn't want to see them on the helmet. But I do appreciate them now. So look at our team. Look at our team. Our team, our team has accountability now. You know, uh, I don't think it's just because of the stickers. I'm just saying I think that helps that whole kind of um, system that Jim Jimmy has been running uh, for the last eight nine years. I mean, you know. Well, that even I, that even reminds me of just like you know showing showing um like your your seniority a little bit remember fucking the brady hoke days and at the end there just trying to do something different trying to be flashy trying to get people to say "Ooh, look at us remember fucking devin gardner wearing what what fucking jersey did he wear number 98 or something as a yeah, quarterback get the fuck out like, of here oh my yeah that like, yeah, I see where you're going Trash. with that. Like, yeah, oh, trying to be cool, but exactly. That was just nasty. Trash. Just nasty. Single numbers only unless you're 10 or 12, I guess. But Or what with Peyton Manning, 18? That's not bad. I still think quarterbacks should be single numbers. You're going you're gonna to hate on Tom Brady? No, I'm not. I said 10 or 12, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. But but Tom Brady's a fucking goat. He went double digits for a reason. He won seven motherfucking Super Bowls, bro. Who the fuck else does that shit? It's number seven, it's number eight, or it's number nine. Like, you pick three, and that's why you have a first, second, and third string. Bitch, you're one of those three, <laughs> and if you can't find that number, you're not playing quarterback on this goddamn team. You're not. You're not. Get the fuck out. I, you're 98. You know? get, suck my dick. Dude, fuck a 98. You are not a goddamn defensive lineman 
get the fuck out of here. You are skinny as fuck. Oh, my God. Devin Gardner, I hated that motherfucker, bro. Oh, my God, dude. He threw a ball like a pussy, bro. He, oh, dude, no type of flick of the wrist. He held it so he held it almost worse than fucking Denard did, but at least Denard could run the ball, dude. Oh my god, Devin Gardner. Oh, I remember thinking that he might save us because he could stay in the pocket a little bit more, but then I realized yeah. he just couldn't run. That, that that was the whole thing. He just couldn't run, so if he wasn't going to save us. He was putting us back in the dirt like three years back, dude. Yeah. Fuck Devin Gardner. He was trying to get a fucking like I don't know, a, a sponsorship deal for just playing at Michigan. He was, I mean, honestly, in his junior year, it felt like he was trying to be like a, he was trying to retire early and become a football announcer right out the gate. Like this dude could suck my left nut because it hangs lower. Lazy ass motherfucker. Fuck Devin Gardner. I love Shoelace, but even him, bro, what was he, 16? That's all I'm saying, bro. Like, it it doesn't equate. You keep it single digits, motherfucker. Keep it single digits. Dude, you're not – I got to tell you, like, being a quarterback, ain't no fucking way I actually wanted to have 35. You know why I had 35? They're the only jersey that fucking fit me at the time that I was playing. Like, <laughs> like straight up, I was supposed to be a running back. But guess what? I wasn't. So that's the only reason why I got 35, bro. I wanted seven. I wanted six. I wanted anything single digit. There's no, dude, there, and that's why I'm saying I like the helmet stickers. It's just part of the pageantry of football. It's not fucking, like, high fashion or nothing like that. I'm just saying people on the team know why you're wearing that number. They know why you have those stickers, and there's a respect there. It's not about fashion. It's not about this or that. It's literally about this is your position. It's like soccer. You got your number seven, you got your number nine, you got your number ten. You know what I'm saying? It's it's the same thing. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo is not going to wear – Number ten. You know why? He's number seven. That's true. And well, just to bring it back to modern times, who do we got uh behind center right now? A strong number nine. I love the nine. I love the nine. I love the nine. Because most like people don't want to go that high. They don't want to test the waters of double digits. They don't they don't wanna, <laughs> they don't want to be around it. They want to get close to it. It's too close. JJ, the kid, <laughs> loves it. He yeah. loves the hot waters, dude. And, uh, okay, we can just go back to two weeks ago. It His his passing was just... Yeah, he he had he had a fucking great game against MSU. Oh, that's for sure. That was, I'm a little disappointed. I don't think it felt like his homecoming. It felt like his homecoming. Like... He, he he had to watch all that shit going on when he got recruited as a sophomore, being like, motherfucker. Like, yep. this is how we're playing state? Like, and, yep. and we were talking about, we were talking about Georgia-Florida game, right? With like yep. how 
that is really the big rivalry game for them. Even though Georgia Alabama has been the bigger rivalry in terms of like ranking and stuff like that. But like for Georgia, it's Florida. For Michigan, it's not okay. All right. I said this before. For me personally, it's Michigan State. I understand now that Ohio State is a bigger rival because they can actually get to the national championship. But that's the same thing with Georgia Florida. Is that Michigan Michigan State is that rivalry for us. And it's like, dude, him performing and being able to get called out, like, what, halfway through, almost like three quarters left to go in the third quarter? Bro. I, I don't know what else you want. As a quarterback, I don't know what else you want to do. I I would hope to get pulled out by the second uh, end of the first half. And and that's that. I think that's exactly the point right here. And I'm looking at, you know, the live. Heisman betting favorites, and last week, J.J. was in the lead. He was the yeah, number one odds-on favorite to yep. win the Heisman. And now, of course, after the bye week, he got bumped down to number two. And right, right, right. who is number one again? Michael fucking Penix Jr. Like, dude, you played a fucking squeaker last week, and, you know, you I don't, I don't know. You ha- Yeah, you have some kind of gaudy numbers, but your team puts up gaudy numbers and you play defenses that can't cover the pass. Like, and then you ended up throwing, I think he threw two or three interceptions um, a week or two ago. And it's like, yeah, JJ's done that. But also JJ doesn't fucking see the field in the fourth quarter. He's not playing. Don't tell me that you want to compare stats, you know, one for one. JJ plays half a game. That's all he plays. <laughs> like, guess what? It's not even comparable. He is just and and it's it's not even that he's so good. It's everything that he does is just it's to win the game. It's not to put up the gaudy numbers. It's not to blow out the stat line. It's to win the game. He does what he needs to do in that moment for his team. He And how is, many times have you said it's a game plan? How many times have you said it's He's working the game plan. Exactly. And he runs the system better than anybody does. You know, Washington, they throw the ball. Of course Michael Penix Jr. is going to put up 400 yards a game. That's all they do is throw the football. J.J. is he's distributing all game long. He's making decisions all game long. He's, you know, he's handing the ball off half the time. He's running the ball himself more than when half he needs time. to. It's more yeah. than half the time. Oh, dude. Yeah. JJ, dude, Corum, dude, Corum Edwards Hall. We had Mullings. I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. I'm very actually worried about that. But, like, dude, it's not even close to half. We run the ball so much, it's not even funny. Yeah. But then when you see JJ in the fucking passes that he completes, I, 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 I don't even know what to say about it. Like, literally, dude, that's so hard. It is so hard to do those passes that he's doing right now. I mean, literally whispering I mean, away from someone's ear. Exactly. Against Michigan State, we saw it. There were, there were two two specific passes that were exactly. The, the, do, the defender 
could hear the ball whizzing by his helmet. His helmet, he was facing the wrong way, and the ball in his ear, he heard it, like within Facing the wrong way. Yeah. Dude, yo, for real, you brought up a beautiful point. This dude doesn't just read defenses. He reads defensive back heads. He reads where their head is literally at and where they're looking, and he knows. Oh, he's looking up the field. He's trying to eye-read my receiver right now. I'm going to throw it right past his helmet because I know my receiver is looking at me. And that's literally what he's been doing the last yeah. three weeks. I got to the confidence that he has in that, though, is because of that relationship with his receivers. And, his, receivers and that's- his receivers, wait, his receivers know that if I have a window, I got to be ready for that ball to come right yep. to my hands, right to my hands. And I got to be ready to catch it because this motherfucker already did all of the goddamn work pre-line of scrimmage. I need to catch this ball. And I, I got to say, the timing, I, there's, no, there's no team that I'm seeing in this league right now that has the timing between a quarterback and a wide receiver that J.J. does with his receivers right now. There's none. There's none. I've looked at the highlights. I don't even want to watch Georgia. I don't really give a fuck about them. I watch their highlights all the time. I watch Ohio State's highlights. All I need to see are the big plays, to be honest. Because if it's not a big play, guess what? It was incomplete. And I'm sorry. JJ has the most star-studded receptions of the 2023 uh, season out of anybody. It's not even close. But it's not even close. And I I think two points about that right there, you know, comparing him to like a Michael Penix Jr. is number one, JJ is way more of a running threat than Michael Penix Jr. is. And so, like you're saying, with the timing routes, which leads into the second point of that, you know, he doesn't have he obviously we have a number one receiver in Roman Wilson Jr. No, not yeah. Jr. But Roman Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. He he's the number one receiver, but he doesn't only throw the ball to Roman Wilson. He throws it to everybody out there. Barner, the number one tight tight end, exactly. Who came to play against Michigan State? Barner. He was getting the rock. Like he takes what he is given, and when you're when you're covering Roman Wilson, knowing that he is the number one receiver, <laughs> there's going to be somebody else open. And if there isn't anybody else open, JJ, he's got a good pocket because we've got a solid offensive line. I feel yep. like they've been getting more into their own. You know, I was a little down on them earlier in the season. You were. You were. But again. But they they are fantastic pass blockers. And when, yeah. you know, there's nothing downfield for a timing route, J.J.'s able to then buy more time by scrambling out of the pocket, and and then you have to respect it. You know the kid can run. You have to yeah. respect it. You have to break yeah. off of those receivers, and you have to bring somebody towards him. And then he is able to find somebody that is open while he is on the run. And he just brings a different dynamic to the game than Michael Penix Jr. does. And he is, I believe, more lethal in that regard because he he throws the ball to anybody that's open, isn't only looking for one guy. He takes what the defense gives him at all times yep. and then, again, yep. takes defense what, what they're giving him and when he's on the run. He, he is the complete package. He can throw it. He can run it. 
anarchy is lethal. Everybody knows it, and they don't know how to defend it because it's impossible to defend. And and that's really the real question of what's going to happen with the Heisman race this year is that are you looking at um, pretty much just overall savage ability like uh, JJ has, or are you just looking at numbers? Because I'm sorry, that's a huge point that you bring up that we are not even playing JJ in the fourth quarter at this point. We literally do not play JJ in the fourth quarter. I think he might have taken like maybe 20 snaps in the fourth quarter combined all season. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And he was out by the middle of the third quarter against Michigan State, our in-state rivals. I'm sorry, dude. You can't fault him for that. And that's what I always say. It's not just about football. Life is about the ratio. It's all about the ratio. You can call it the gradient, whatever you want to say. It's about the ratio. What's his ratio like versus Michael Penix Jr.? Yeah. There's no way. And again, too. Again, too, I was just going to say is that Michael Penix Jr. in the Washington offense, they throw the ball down the field, and they throw it down the field consistently. And, yes, he can throw a deep ball, and he he is able to put the ball on the money on a deep ball for sure. Like, not trying to knock him for that. But, again, what we touched on earlier is – Michigan does not play that type of game. They are not At looking all. to throw the At ball 30 yards down the field. They nope. cons- they want to move it 10 yards at a time. They want to get a first down. They want to get another first down, and then they want to get a first down after that. They want They're to consistent. bleed the clock. Yes, they don't want to just score, and even though they have the best defense, yeah, even though they have the best defense in the league, yeah. He is running the offense in in a consistent manner and doing things that, like, you know, they say defense travels. Defense travels, you're always going to have defense. Well, if you have an offense that isn't, you know, the big play offense, and if the big plays aren't there, then they just don't have an offense. You know, again, I hate the fucking different sport references, but it is true. Like, if you have a team that only shoots three-pointers and if they're on and they're draining threes all game long, that's how they're going to win. But if they just can't shoot the three ball that game, then, you know, they're fucked. Like, that's I mean, not the offense that we have. We just march the ball down the field. We are not looking for big plays every single drive. J.J. Okay. does what he is supposed to do all game long. And I'll tell you right now, that was actually a huge issue for Michigan basketball. For like yes, ever until Trey Burke came yes, it was. with fucking uh, Hardaway Jr. Like those motherfuckers gave us the inside game. So yeah, I know I I agree. We're not trying to go too crossover right now, but like for real, that's so true. That is so fucking true. When you rely on the long ball, whether that's football or basketball, three pointer or a hail mary, it, it, it it's not consistent. It's not consistent. You need the consistency. Baby, you need the consistency. And as Michigan State beat our ass 2010-2015, Michigan basketball was working on Trey Burke getting the foul, going to the line, getting the three-point at the line. He didn't have to go from the fucking three-point line. he get fouled, get the and one. And that's what we're doing with this run game right now, is that we are, we're, we are paralleling that whole thing right now. 
is that you get the hard yards up front in the middle. And then we we can still run at you. We run at you every single time. But if we need to, we're ready to throw. That's the beauty of Bill Moore's offense right now is even though our run game is not the same as it was last year, every single team knows they have to respect it because if yeah. they don't respect it, we will go back to it and we will, as they say, pound the rock and it will end up working. Because even last year when we had the best running running game in the nation, we didn't break out, you know, eight-yard runs every single carry. There would be a lot of two, three, four-yard gains, but we kept doing it over and over and over and over again that eventually it wore the defense down. So that this season they have to respect it and they have to know that, yes, Michigan has the same two running backs in the backfield. They have essentially the same offensive line. They can do this if they want to. We cannot play only pass defense. And guess what? Corn's dude, Corn's liable to get eight yards average on a game, bro. Like yeah. this motherfucker is running out of his mind right now. Like, I gotta tell you, if I was an NFL scout, Corum is still so high on my list for one reason. He, that one, I don't even remember what game it was right now. When he lifted that fucking lineman from almost being his knee down, because he's short. He's short, right? Everybody's yeah, he's a worried about on a good day. Everybody's worried about him being able to go up against these 300-pound behemoths. He literally squatted that motherfucker, and then got, like, six to ten yards afterward, bro. It's like, dude, this is a different guy. Like, Mike Hart, I'm not trying to shame him or nothing like that, but, like, was he squatting 310-pound motherfuckers? No. Was he bouncing off motherfuckers crazy? Yeah. And guess who's the, guess who's our freaking running back coach right now? Mike motherfucking Hart. Like, dude. He's telling he's he's literally telling Corum right now what he didn't have to continually stay in the league because Mike Hart had two I think it was two seasons in the league so like you know he got his money he he you know he he kind of did his thing it wasn't as long as he probably would have liked it but he's telling Corum right now bro like bro if you really want to do this you need to understand that you need to have those legs that no one has and we do. And it's consistent. And he consistently, okay, every single game, I think he averages like six yards a carry over the season right now. Which is just, dude, if you can get a, if you can get a running back to average three to four yards a, a, a game or a carry, that's wild. Dude, yeah. I, I, he's easily over five, which is like – I, 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 you, like you're saying about respecting our run game and then understanding what we have on. Dude, Cornelius Johnson, uh, Morgan, I should say Wilson first. Wilson, Loveland, Barner, dude, fucking Edwards. I even said this earlier. Edwards is looking more like a wide receiver for the league than he is a running back. Like, dude, I got to tell you, this no. team is. It's unmatched in terms of talent. Like, our talent is – you know what? Bring bring Brock Bowers back, bro. Let let him, let him play. 
I don't give a fuck, dude. They have two options now. Because whoever that fucking Georgia quarterback's been throwing to the last whatever game since he's been out, that's one. And then you got two with Brock Bowers. JJ literally has five legitimate <laughs> outlets to pass to, let alone yeah. one of those is also his running back. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. There is no one in this league that even comes close to our talent. Fuck Marvin Harrison Jr.'s kid or Marvin Harrison's kid, bro. I don't give a fuck about him. Ohio State has been getting blown up all over the fucking media. That's why they're number one. Fuck them. Fuck this shit. I would love to. I would love to get a Georgia fan on this show just to see how they feel about this ranking right now. Because I gotta tell you, I don't understand how the fuck Ohio State jumps not only Michigan but Georgia. I'm still trying to figure that out right now. So you brought it you brought it way on a tangent here and I just wanna yeah, go back and say yeah, a couple yeah, things about about Blake Quan. So you're right. He's got six hundred and five rushing yards on the season on hundred and eleven carries, which is five almost five and a half yards a carry. Yeah. Which again, exactly, solid number. And then not talking about, you know, the leg strength, but I don't remember the exact stat, but they said a few weeks ago um, you know, what's the benchmark that they do um, with the bench press? It's like 225. Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think and it's 225. Yeah, and what the fuck did he throw up? 30-something reps? 31. They said, I think it's 31. Yeah, and they said that was um, Better compared than, like, to the, the top, NFL. like, seven. Yeah, he well, like, they he, said, he, yeah, he the NFL like ranked, Combine. He, he, he the like NFL Combine, he would have been eight, the number yeah. five. The number five. Um, amount of reps in the NFL combine. And that's for everybody. That's not just running backs. That's for everybody. We're talking fucking offensive linemen, defensive linemen, (laughs) linebackers. Like this dude is five fucking nine. And he is the fifth strongest dude out there in the NFL draft. Like, dude, holy fuck. Like that's not something to just – you know, throw away that he is legit a yeah. big dude. Holy yeah, yeah. shit, Blake Corum strong. Yeah. yeah. That kid's really but I agree with everything else you said, though, too, about, you know, fucking Georgia being pissed and Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, dude, I don't understand the hype around Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, the Please. dude can catch the ball. But also when he's Great. wide open and the quarterback throws it to him, like, of course you're going to fucking catch it. Like, you better? Like, I don't. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm really happy you did your job in a very easy way. Oh wow, you have a, you have Harrison as your last name. Oh wow, we're gonna suck your dick till forever because we're ESPN and we hate Michigan. So, oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Fuck yeah, you, Yeah, for man. real. For real. Fuck you. ESPN hates us. ABC ABC hates us. Who owns ESPN? Or vice versa. I don't know what the fuck it is anymore. They all are on the same goddamn page. They just want to make us look like idiots. And I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh has built a team where you can't. You cannot. You can't tell. You can't yep. tell anyone who's a real football fan that we're idiots. Because you know what? We have first, second, third, fourth string motherfuckers out here who can kill your first string. Our fourth string running back, Hall, literally ran 
fucking circles. Like, it, it was not, like, we were up, but it was, he was getting, like, 10, 15, 20 yards on a run. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, In dude. the fourth quarter. It's, in the fourth quarter with our fucking, you know, second, third string offensive line in there. Yeah. I'm sorry. We were and, trying to conserve injuries, and you motherfuckers could not stop this kid. The kid wanted yards. Kids trying to get starting. That's what that's what you've talked about this whole podcast so far. Is the culture. Is you want it? Go get it. Go and fucking get it. I wanna see you. I wanna see that you want it. Show me that you want that starting position. Cause I have two motherfuckers that are going to NFL first round draft picks. And even look uh, a couple weeks ago against, was it the Indiana game? Fucking, and, and maybe not even his first reception, maybe his first reception, I forget, but uh, Samaj Morgan. Remember Samaj. he had that. Samaj. Yeah, dude, he's a fucking freshman wide receiver. He doesn't get that Samaj. much playing time, but that fucking, you know, that 10-yard touchdown that he had, and he fucking, you know, he Sorry. juked out two people and then fucking ran over another. Like, dude, over. who is this guy? And, he's you know, a kid. Uh, he's a kid trying to get to the league. He's a kid trying yeah, to get to the fucking league, that bro. Dude, he is looking good out there. He made. He even made a couple of tough catches against Michigan State. Like he didn't put any touchdowns up. I don't think, but he he looked fucking. He had a couple of tough catches against them too. And then you know what was? I forget even the game that it was where he had that fucking awesome fucking you know the the defensive pass interference and he still turned around and caught the fucking ball one handed like dude the kid's got hands and you're gonna show me that he can run over a defender like holy shit yeah Samaj Morgan looking fucking good too like we've got depth everywhere you're gonna tell me he's not our number one receiver like there's there's three four people better than him the coaches think that are better than him like yeah fucking depth Those college football playoff rankings should upset every football fan in in the country right now. If Ohio State is really real with themselves right now, they know they don't understand. They they know they don't deserve that. Like yeah, but they they'll they'll, they'll never say that because they're the most trash fans I've ever met ever. I'm talking European football. European soccer fans, I'm talking NFL fans, I'm talking hockey fans, I'm talking baseball fans. Ohio State fans are literally the most trash I've ever met in my life. They are the worst people I've ever met in my life. They still won't. They know. They know. There's no way they're number one. There's no way you're number one. That, honestly... This bye week, that is the funniest shit that I've ever seen. And I love that they're number one right now, though, to be real. Just because we are going to butt rape them so hard. I can't I can't wait. It honestly honestly I'm pretty pissed that Ohio State's gonna be number one going into yeah. that game. I'm pissed. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking salty yeah. about it. And Michigan should be that number one because I I I think I mentioned it uh, last week is that I want to see that one next to Michigan's name 
And well, that that's what'll happen is when we go in when Ohio State comes to Ann Arbor and we yep. beat them, then we will have that number one next Into to our name. Into the college football. Into the playoff, exactly. Yeah. But it, exactly. like, dude, that uh, yeah, Ohio State. What the fuck? They they say, oh, their their strength of schedule. You know, they beat they beat fucking Notre Dame and they beat um, uh, uh, Penn State. It's like, dude, I. I don't buy into it. I don't buy into Notre Dame being a top ten team. I don't buy no. into Penn State being a top ten team. Like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that, maybe that's what it is. Even though those teams aren't that great, maybe that's what it is. Those are still the two best wins that anybody has over them. But again, what has Michigan done week in and week out? You know, you can't fault them for the teams that they play, and they have buried every single team that they have played. You know, even though they let up. 10 points against Minnesota, they still won by 42 points. Are you kidding me? Like, these games have not been contests. Michigan, offensively and defensively, has shown up every single week. They have not taken a week off. Nobody has ever thought, oh, you know, Michigan took a step back this week. No, they have gotten better game in and game out. Every week. And Penn State almost lost to Indiana. Yes. They legitimately <laughs> almost lost to Indiana, though, bro. Yes, at like, home. At home. At home. And that's what I'm saying. That was a noon kickoff. Again, that's what I'm saying about the noon kickoff at Penn State. It's not It's not oh. the night game. It's not the same. And those are the two games, though, that they're using to make – dude, I would give yes. – oh, my God. I give, I give Georgia yeah. a lot more credit for that Florida kind of win. Talking about how the fuck that's even possible, bro. Because I got to tell you, man, I am so done with Ohio State, bro. Real quick, real quick, real quick. I was just about to say, also on a little bit of a tangent, I am a lot less nervous about playing Maryland. Because, you know, I've talked about, you know, Maryland being a trap game at the beginning of the season. I thought, okay, thank goodness we're not even playing Maryland. But turns out we fucking are. We yeah. play Maryland, you know, right before, yeah. right after we play Penn State, right before that, we play Ohio way. State. But I will say, Maryland, I, will say I confirmed that, yeah. that we weren't playing, and I, <laughs> my bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, but again, Maryland, they're not the team that they were last year and the year before. You know, Maryland, I'm not writing they them off yet. But yeah, oh, they <laughs> I am not as nervous as I was about Maryland. Like, we have two games. We have Penn State and we have OSU. And Penn State, what they've shown me is that when they play, when Penn State plays a real defense, their quarterback, Drew Aller, is he's maybe he's consistent, you know, through the bad teams. But, you know, Michigan has, has, has played that game before where they've just dominated poorer teams, inferior teams. And then when they play quality opponents like a Penn State or like an Ohio State, you know, they get shown up. And I feel like Drew Aller is at that point right now where when he played Ohio State, like, he shit the bed. He did not look good. And then against Indiana, he did not run the field against Indiana. Like, I'm not – 
I'm not calling it a lock. I'll never call it a lock, but I'm not nearly as nervous as I was about playing Penn State. Wait, you said Maryland. I said Maryland. Maryland or Penn State? Um, No, no, Penn State, Drew Aller. Yeah, Drew Aller, a quarterback for Penn State, like did not show up against Ohio State. When he played played the best defense that he's played all season, couldn't do anything. Did not do a thing. And I got to tell you, our defense is so much better than Ohio State. It's not even close. Yeah. Minter? Dude, Minter is like one of my favorite humans right now. Like, I got to tell you, bro, our defensive line – is a fucking just crew of savages. They are savage, bro. Dude, McGregor? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that kid. I love that kid so much. I, dude, oh. Okay. He's got that Conor McGregor blood in him. I don't know how they're related, but they must be related (laughs) to And He's just got the tenacity. That dude, yeah, he's a fighter out there. He is just, where did this dude come from? He is just blowing people up. Yeah, he's in the backfield in your face. He's keeping that Hutchinson DN uh, uh, energy alive, dude. Yeah. I was worried about that. I was worried about that when... Hutchie went to the uh, the league. It's like, can we yeah. can we find someone that would like really step up? And I gotta tell you, Mickey, dude from Disney, dude, the kids making everybody look like a cartoon. They're fucking fake, dude. These kids can't hold that kid. And you got Jenkins. I was gonna say yeah, because he's not even. Uh, McGregor's not even our number one defensive line. Exactly. Jenkins, like, dude, that dude, he's not been talked about really all season. But, yeah, he's I, – I feel like Violent he's – Violent killer. About, yeah, exactly. Like, that dude is fucking solid, and he's going to be a fucking draft pick for sure. Like, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, that dude, dude is fucking people, legit. Dude, if people don't draft him first round, dumb. Fucking dumb. Yeah. M- M- Jenkins? Dude. How many how many batted passes has the kid had this season? Like it's dumb. It is absolutely stupid. How many? Dude, our defensive line is dirt. Dude, Ohio State and Penn State have no idea what was about to come to them. Right? No, no. Like I have not been so confident in our defensive line, even with Hutchinson, bro. Like I love Hutchinson. He was the X factor on that line. We have yeah. multiplicities of X factors on this line right now. That, that's crazy. We have like three people. I can't remember the other guy. There's another big boy on the D line that's huge, and he 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 fucks shit up. I can't remember his name right now. I'm sorry, but like you talking Cam him Good, Cam Goody? Yes, Goody with the E on the end. Just let you know he's here. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And then Jaden Harrell, too. Jaden Harrell, another unsung hero. Like, uh, again, we've we've talked about before, you know, our D-line, they're not getting more than 30 reps a game. If you're not getting right. more than 30 reps a game, especially the kind of game plan that we have, like, we no are... No one fucking stacks like us. No one stacks yes. like us. Yes. If I'm close. It's not even – I don't even know. Dude, I think they had to have that stat come out of nowhere because they just realized, wait, 
none of these Michigan defensive linemen have played over 30 snaps a game. Yeah, and then let's like, not I, I don't even know. About, let's not know? forget about I, fucking Mason Graham wearing the fucking full arm cast, wrapping it up like a fucking club out there. Mason Graham <laughs> doing a fucking, getting, getting up a fucking scoop. Are you getting kidding me? Exactly. <laughs> Dude's literally with got one arm out there. Club, dude, with the clubs. Oh my god, bro! Like, yeah. How deep do we gotta be? Like, just try to, dude. Minter's like, bro. I know you want some PT. I'm gonna let you go. And then he gets a fucking fumble. Like, what's the kid doing? Like, is this kid? I mean, check him for roids. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Our defense is fucking sick. And again, another fucking. I, I've liked Junior Colson. Is what is he a fucking senior nowadays, dude? He I've liked him since he was a freshman, and I think that was even another thing that I heard. Um, you know, just the the um whatever they call, it, but it's the it's the Michigan post game that they do like on Sundays or whatever. But it's like you know, even you know, talking about like the the linebackers like Junior Colson not really putting up huge numbers this year, and it's like everybody knows. It's because our defensive line is fucking stacked, and they're rotating defensive linemen almost every play, so they're getting a bunch of the fucking stats because nobody makes it past the defensive line. Nobody else is getting a tackle out there because they're not making it past our D-line. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, and we've got some fucking solid linebackers, too. Like, fucking yeah. Junior Colson, I love the kid. Love him. Love the kid. Love him. Dude, yeah. I, that's what I'm like, saying. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, cause honestly, Ohio State ran up the middle on Penn State too, though, and it wasn't like as detrimental yeah. uh, as Penn State was running on Ohio State. But Ohio State definitely ran up the middle on Penn State too, and it's like, bro, neither of these motherfucking teams, Penn State or Ohio State, can really block their middle well. Like they can't. Like, dude. Corum's bent getting eight yards almost per carry. It, I mean, he, he'll get caught up in the line once in a while, and that's why he, that's why he averages out to five and a half. But the thing yeah. is, that motherfucker is getting six, eight, 15 yards up the middle. Up yep. the middle, dude. I got to tell you, man, I've never seen a team run this, specifically up the middle. It's it's all season. It's been right up the middle. It's not been a few feet off to the right, a few feet off to the left. This is straight up the fucking gut, dude. And I got to tell you, the way that I saw Ohio State try to defend Penn State run up the middle, oh, my God, we're going to blow them the fuck out. And with Penn State trying to defend Ohio State, it wasn't as bad, but they were trying to fucking highlight Marvin Harrison Jr., so they weren't even fucking trying to run. They weren't even trying to run. So so Ohio State is looking like Michigan in like 2006 where he had no real running. Uh, okay, all right, all right, I'm not going to. Whoa, you forgetting about Mikey I'm, already? Okay, 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 okay. okay. Hold on, hold on. We're looking like, yeah, check, check, <laughs> check. Yo, check that, check that. Mike Roma. <laughs> um, now, it was looking like Michigan where they had no running backs. It was Denard was our running back, and yeah. we had no way to penetrate the middle. So Ohio State 
with just throwing down the field. I, that was not a convincing win at all. And those are supposed to be our two biggest rivals. Penn State ran the fuck up the gut the whole time on Ohio State, and Ohio State can only pass to get touchdowns. Bro, that is like Michigan only being only having three-point shooters on the on the on the basketball team to try to beat Michigan State. And that's just like that's just like us back in fucking when I went to college, bro. We we were trying to fucking huck 40-yard goddamn passes to save our freaking season, and guess what happened? Nothing. Because guess who's, guess who's going to be on the corners? Saner still. Ooh. Ooh. That's a beast. I fucking love Mikey Saner still. I can't believe Ooh, I love the that. I mean, he was he was a good wide receiver. I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't believe that we didn't get him involved more. And then when he came to defense, it's like, whoa. Holy yeah. shit, this dude yeah. is legit at a cornerback. Yeah. Holy fucking yeah. good. Yeah. He's got dude, two pick sixes. I, two pick sixes. Are you kidding me? Dude, I guarantee you he's going to be like a star in the NFL, bro. Like, Oh, that dude, dude is going to the league. Dude, he's league bound. Dude, saying oh, yeah. Dude, and that's what I'm saying. Jimmy knows how to get to the league. Jimmy is the highway to the league. You should rename him Jimmy Highway to the League instead of Harbaugh because the kid <laughs> knows how to get kids to the goddamn league. He literally switched. I, I needed to figure out what the fuck is going on with Mullings. But that motherfucker looks good as shit, too. He could go yeah, second or does. third round. He could go second or third round, bro. It's like uh, Henry. Mullings is reminding me of Henry right now, bro. That dude's like six mm-hmm. foot seven or some bullshit, and he's He's fast as fuck. He's a linebacker carrying the ball. That's scary as hell, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? The dude who's supposed to, he's a middle linebacker. I think he's a middle linebacker. He's a linebacker at least. And he's yeah. carrying the ball? Bro, dude, I would be terrified as a linebacker. Because, okay, it's so beautiful. God damn it. These fucking allegations. They're trying to kill the whole. They're trying to kill the whole speedway to the league through Michigan. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do say, it. That's nope. exactly, I was going to say that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to kill Jimmy Highway. Jimmy Highway, yeah. they can't Jimmy have Highway. him anymore. That's his name now. It's Jimmy Highway because he knows. He's been trading fucking defensive coordinators out, out of the Ravens all fucking day. This kid <laughs> is too dangerous for college football. He's got the skills you can't buy. You can't buy his skills. He has the connections. You can't buy these connections, bro. There's not enough money to get these connections. This kid is connected. And how are you going to – oh, all these allegations. Oh, I want to flip a table. I want to flip a table. Jimmy Highway is too dangerous for the NCAA. They know yeah, it. He is. They know it. Trying to fucking make up shit now. Not like anybody else in this goddamn league did it. I knew we weren't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Fucking everybody else does that shit. I didn't want to say it. Of course they do. I didn't want to well, say exactly it. Well, but... that's exactly why you haven't seen every single other school coming out and condemning Michigan. Right. Exactly. Because exactly. they know 
that this is not something that is unprecedented. This is not uh-huh. something that they haven't all tried. They all fucking do it. And if this was, you would see fucking, especially Ohio Everyone. State would be the first program out there saying, oh, yeah, my where's God, they? I can't believe where's Michigan would where's do they it. Where's they at? Where's they at? Exactly. Yep. Where's he at? Alabama. Where's he at? Nick Saban. Nick Saban would why be coming out. Why does Urban Meyer, like you told me, Urban Meyer saying, I believe Jimmy. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah. he said. Well, Get he didn't say, I believe him. He said, give him the benefit of the doubt. But exactly. Exactly. Like, that's exactly right. Is because everybody knows that not only, not only do all teams push the boundaries consistently, but also, the media is looking for a story, looking for something to drag Blue down because they know they are through and through the best program that is out there right now. And and again, you said it at the beginning, throughout our entire lives, our parents have said it, that the national media, which blows my fucking mind, the national media does not like Blue for whatever reason, and I think you've even mentioned it on this program too, is that Michigan has the largest alumni base in the country. I don't understand why they hate Michigan football so much and Michigan in general when they have the most fans in the nation. Why would you want to drag that down? That is your moneymaker. I don't get it. That is actually... Amazing that you brought that up because that's exactly what I was about to bring up, and this is why I'll counter with a Lions defense is that they know that Michigan fans will not stop loving Michigan, just like Detroit Lions fans, no matter how shitty they are, will never stop buying their apparel, going to the game, and doing all this shit. That's exactly why. Because True. So they don't, exactly have, they don't have to bump why. them up because they're always going to be there. True. That's a good point. They're always going to be there. You can make everybody else happy, get everybody yep. else involved because you know these fans are going to be there. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I every other that. fan is a fair weather fan. Every other fan yeah. of every other big school is a fair weather fan. And I got to say, this pains me to say it, but Alabama is also one of those people just like Michigan. Okay. Like, Alabama roll tide, I got to give respect to the fans in that specific line of argument right there, okay? They will always die by their team, okay? But that is what they know about Michigan. See, Alabama, they need to win. I would still say they're more fair weather than we are. But Michigan knows we still run shit, like, outside of football, like, in general. Well, like in the I'll tell world. you, too. I'll tell you. Alabama doesn't have a stadium that seats 100,000 fans in the stadium week in and week out. And you know better than most people do because you were at U of M during the collective worst years in Michigan football history. And they still put 100,000 fannies in the seats every single game. Breaking records. What is it? Breaking records. Yeah, what is it from the 60s, maybe the 70s? Every single game since they put 100,000 in. There have been a hundred thousand fans that have clocked into the stadium every yep. single game. Even when yep. Michigan was shit, even when Michigan was just okay, even when Michigan gave you a little tease about being number one and then they didn't pull through, every single game they put a hundred thousand yep. fans in that yep. stadium. 
And guess what? <laughs> it's not going to change. And they know that. And that's the shitty part about what sports has been. It, I, I, it might have always been that, okay? But for my 31 years, when I was when I was watching it in the 90s and the early 1000s, it was not so much in my face, at least. But now, maybe it's just because I was immature, to be honest. It really could have been that. It is so obvious that they just know what market will continue to agree with this bullshit and still pay to do it. I mean, the Lions are literally the number one example of this. Like, the Lions have sold out all the time. Like, it might not be a full sellout. Maybe there's like 20 seats that are not there. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck cares at that point? You were 0-16 at one time. The fuck? How the fuck? Oh, yeah, I forgot. People actually care about the team. People actually care about Michigan. People actually care about the Lions. Like, that's exactly it, though, bro. They this is a this is an expendable loss for them because it's like eh, they'll be back they'll be back next season they still want to see blue win so they're gonna come and pay and whatever you know what dude I I'm you know that that could be a whole nother episode but it really is that in my opinion is that they understand the teams who will just keep coming no matter what. And they understand the teams who need a little boost in the butt to make sure that those fans keep coming the same way so they can make sure that their bottom line stays the same, if not better, year after year. And it's getting to the point where it's so obvious where I, you know, I'm never going to stop loving football, but I will say, man, it's getting close. It's getting close for college, especially with this NIL. I'm I'm so re- I already told you about this. I'm ready to just start watching high school. Like it, it's getting to the point with this fucking OSU number one CFP ranking right now. I I want to I do it. I, I want to flip a table. I want to punch a wall. Like this is dumb. This is what what are we doing? What are we doing right now? Like this doesn't make any sense. I'm a level-headed Michigan fan. I'm not even one of those guys like, oh, fuck State, Ohio State all the time. No, I understand why they beat us. But for you to tell me that they're number one right now is absolutely dumb. It's so – Georgia should at least be number one. I would at least accept Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, and I'd still be pissed about that, but at least – Ohio State wouldn't be number one. What I'm looking at right now is one and three would be Michigan-Ohio State in the CFP playoff. So they want to see a rematch of the Big Ten. Or they already know that one of us is going to lose so that they don't even care. Honestly, I think it's more of that. I think it's more that it doesn't really matter if Michigan or Ohio State is number one. One of them are going to lose on November 25th. So who the fuck cares where we rank them? But, like, I got to tell you that that is a slap in the face of Michigan right now. Well, I think that's yeah, I'm I'm right there with you where I don't understand it, but 
I think you touched on a good point there, but then you also counter that point in that same argument is that, you know, putting putting OSU number one allows Georgia to be number two and Michigan to be number three, which allows for a rematch. But number one, that's not a rematch in the college football final where we know that rematch should happen. And number two, the no, rankings it's, it's aren't going to end that way because Michigan is going to play Ohio State, and there's no way that Ohio State is going to be number one after that, or Michigan right. is going to be number three after that, and Georgia, Michigan, two, three matchup. Like so, just that whole line of thought that I just had after you mentioned that goes out the window. Like that, that can't be the reason they put them there, and I, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Ohio I State. Know, this is an insane thought that we're trying to rectify, but it's insane. It, it, yeah, we're trying no to rationalize something that's irrational. Right, exactly. We're trying to think about this rationally, but this is not a rational thought. This, this, this is yeah. literally, honestly, I honestly believe this is just to piss off Michigan fans for the exact reason <laughs> what I just said. is because they know we're going to be there. They know we're going to stay. Literally. They just know, because I know I'm going to watch this to the fucking end of the season. And yeah. and they know Ohio State's already there, and they know Georgia's already there. So they just like to fuck with Michigan the most, because they know that we have the most loyalty to our team. And you know what, actually, I, I'm down to end on that, is that they understand that we are the most loyal fans to our team, that they can rank us not only below Georgia, but also rank Georgia and us below, below Ohio State, and they know we're going to watch till the end of the season. Yeah. Simply because we are the best fans in the country. And you know what? Tip the hat to you, CFP. You know what? Thank you for letting us know that you know that we are the best fans in college football. Because we all know that we are the best team in the fucking league, but at the same time, you're going to test us like this, and you you want me to get pissed off like this. But guess what? Oh, and it's working. I'm pissed off, but I also know we got the team to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah. It's all yeah. good, but not really. Yeah, and I was just going to say on that note, I really do think we brought it full circle. We're right back where we started talking about stuff that, I mean, you can only beat a dead horse so many times. And we just got to go out against Purdue next week at home, primetime game, and, you know, just do the same thing that we've been doing all season long, putting our opponents in the ground and, you know, scoring 35 points allowing less than a touchdown, you know, nothing else you can do. You just got to ride the wave. You just got to let it all play out. And at the end of the season, when you beat everybody that's on your schedule, they have no choice but to put you in the playoffs. So yep. that's all that, all that you need to do. And guess what? It might be boring, but you know what? Consistency might be boring sometimes, you know? You know, like, if we're that good all the time, yeah, it probably does get boring. But we haven't lost the plot. No 
and that is so hard in a season. It's so hard to do. It's impressive. It's very impressive. And that's all I want to take away from this in general, is that we haven't lost the plot. We keep doing what you just said right now, keeping fucking offenses underneath 10 motherfucking points. How do you do that? How do you get ranked three? That's crazy. Eight weeks in a row. But but guess what? That's not that's not the messaging going through the fucking locker room, obviously. Because I got to tell you, I believe Jim Harbaugh has been telling them from day one, they're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. They're going to want you to see you lose. They're going to want to see everything happen to you that's bad. They want you to fail. Everyone in this fucking country, besides the people in this locker room, want to see you fail. And guess what? We're here for you. And you know what? We got the team to make sure they're all wrong. And that's what that's what I've been seeing this whole season. Everyone's yep. stepping up. Everyone. We talk about this every single week. There's a new name that we didn't even know was on the team. And we follow this shit. We follow this shit pretty fucking hardcore. There's a new name that pops up every single week that makes a huge play, if not multiple, every single week, defense and offensive side. And I'm sorry, you can hate on us as much as you want. Let them hate even more when you're holding that fucking beautiful glass trophy up. And that's all I got to say about that. Go blue, baby. Me too. Go blue.